Hi everyone, you're listening to Like Her, the podcast that celebrates women doing fantastic things in the realms of beauty, fitness, wellness and everything else in between. Like Her is a space for women to share their ideas, have honest conversations and most importantly have a good laugh. I'm Rosanna and each episode I'll be speaking to an inspiring woman that will hopefully make you think I like her. So on that note, get yourself comfy, get yourself a nice drink and enjoy the episode. Hi everybody, welcome to the eighth episode of Like Her. Today's guest is Jazz from FYI, find your intern. And we're just going to be talking a little bit about running your own business, what jazz is about, and yeah, life life and all that comes with it. So do you want to sort of introduce yourself a bit and tell everybody what you do, what you're about? Sure, so as Rosanna mentioned, uh, my name is Jazz, Um, I have a platform called Find Your Intern, which is a platform for paid-only fashion internships. Um, It was actually my FMP, my final wage project at uni, so it's been bubbling away for the last I can't do the maths, four years. Um, So I launched it in January 2019, um, basically because I could see there was a gap in the market for um, my services and my site and a platform that um, only advertised paid only internships, but on the site I'm a freelance graphic designer as well, so. It all helps. It all helps, (laughs) I mean, I've saved a lot of money because I do my own branding. Yeah. (laughs) And all website design and social stuff, so if I had any advice, get some graphic design skills. Yeah, and it looks so good as well. I love your Instagram and your website. Don't know if you can hear me, I feel like I was mumbling a bit then. So, do you want to just explain, like, what was your background, and obviously it's fashion internships that you're helping people find, and I was just telling Jazz that I had a really horrible experience when I was about 17 or 18, applying for a fashion internship. I must have been 18 actually, because I think it was for my gap year, where I turned up at a designer's uh, sort of, what is it called? Like showroom or? Studio. Yeah, like it was pretty, it was in Sloan Square, which for those of you that don't know is like fancy posh pants. And so I turned up and um, I was actually put in contact by my parents who knew the designer. And there was a massive cock up in communication. The designer told my parents, get her in for a casual chat. Uh, she obviously didn't tell the people that were interviewing me that it was like that. So I turned up and I basically got interrogated and told off for not bringing a CV for about an hour and a half. And I left the interview crying and telling my mum that I didn't want to work in fashion. So that was my one experience of an internship. Yeah, it was very devil, it was Devil Wears Prada. So do you want to just speak about why fashion and yeah, why? Well, in a nutshell, try to keep it really brief. So I've always been fashion uh, related. I remember like doing GCSEs and textiles was like my thing, like absolutely loved it. Um, And coming from a media background as well. So I was like, right, do an art foundation. Um, I wanted to go into fashion design and textiles. But when I was doing my foundation, um, I picked up some graphic design skills because obviously you've got to do some CAD design. You've got portfolio design, obviously doing your CV, etc. I was like, oh, I love this. Um, And... Obviously, they could see that I was good at it, so I was like, I'll change my tact. Instead of going to a fashion design BA, I went to a fashion promotion BA and actually um, specialised in graphic design. I didn't want to do just a graphic design BA because I loved 
promotion of fashion, the marketing, the advertising side, and within that BAU sort of delved into everything really. Yeah. Um, and it was when social media was sort of coming along and doing doing its thing basically. Um, and I've always been into tech, so it meant I could do my own thing and sort of specialize in whatever. So that was it. And then obviously there I picked up. Well, I had to do fashion internships, so my thing was graphic design for editorial magazines. So. I went to Cosmo, I went to Marie Claire Runway, which was actually a junior designer role, but I still do it when I was doing my dissertation, so I don't, honestly don't know how I pulled that off. Yeah. <laughs> um, and where else did I go? Harper's Bazaar. So um, big, so you've got names. the experience then with big yeah. names. Yeah, I got it under my hat, um, which is really good. So obviously they were all unpaid, which was, you know, just how it is, like how it was then, I suppose. And then... Um, <clears throat> Fudging Time was my final major project at uni, so I just knew there needed to be a site that was like driven towards creatives or young people, and there wasn't. Everything was a bit stagnant and a bit boring. Yeah, and, like and calling up. I remember. Well, I mean, this is like I'm a little like only a few years older than you, but like when I was applying sort of 10 years ago it was literally opening vogue looking at the phone number and having really to like call up the fucking yeah. phone and then speak to the editor's assistant and then yeah. somehow get through to one person that yeah. wanted to speak to you it was so yeah, difficult exactly i mean doing that as well as applying for positions online is a great way to do things like organically and yeah. it shows initiative and you know it's good for your self-esteem because you're being confident you've got to speak on the phone like you're not hiding behind your screen um but yeah, a lot of the time these people don't really have an office phone that much yeah. anymore. Um, but yeah, it's great to do that. And then, yeah, so it was my final project and I've just been trying to, well, building it ever since for business. When you had the idea for your final project, yeah. did did you think, I want to turn this into a business? Yeah, 100%. Like, I really... Or did you have like the idea that you want your own business and then it kind of... Yeah, see, looking back, I honestly don't know. Like, I knew it was a good idea. Everyone that had seen the project, like I've got good grades for everyone that had seen it, like, I mean, I entered it in at Graduate Fashion Week and it won an award that yeah. had, like, a lot of entries, so I knew it, that I knew there was something, I knew that I had to get the wheels going because, like, my point was being proved that it was needed and people love it, so I was like, oh, I'm graduating, and I'm kind of one of those people that I don't like doing run-of-the-mill things, like, yeah, I really wanted to work in, at a magazine and do, like, design for brands and stuff, but also, like, having my own thing the thought of yeah. having my own thing really appealed to me yeah and I was like well I've got this banging idea um let's see if I can make it happen but it was this big question mark of yes it's a great idea but is it a good viable business idea like, yeah can I make money from this so um I was like right I'll go into industry for a year pick up more design skills working at the same time get some more contacts get some more experience and then if I'm ready to launch I'm ready to launch so was in industry for like a year and then went traveling. I was like, right, go traveling, get out my system. Yeah. I think it's a very important thing to do. Like, I mean, it's good to like work, it's also good to like have fun and be free. And it's confidence boosting. Like, yeah. Right, in a way and stuff. And like people that. skills, which people I think is, is so like huge. the biggest thing. Exactly. We were just talking about um, how the market is obviously young people, mainly students for this type of thing, finding internships, especially paid ones. Sorry. And I was saying how, like, just at, being at uni with people that are a lot younger than me, I've noticed how people are less willing to, like, pick up the phone yeah. or even text. Like, everything's done through social media. Yeah. And actually, like, for the type of work that they probably want to get into, then you need to be a bit more people-facing. Yeah, and I think do. if you're really young and you've gone straight to uni, then I think you have to do a bit of travelling or working afterwards yeah, just really to get that. Do. 
But it is experience. The, it's the experience. It's the first hand experience. You know, even if it's two weeks somewhere, and like, what I want to teach people and instill in people, well, young girl, well, I mean guys as well, but it's the majority of girls that, like, you might not have confidence, but you can get confidence. Like, yeah. It's something that you can work on. Like for me, I was at uni, like. I hated doing presentations, like the thought of this back at you, back at you know, I'd probably be like, oh my god, shit myself. Yeah. But like, I know I've had to do it, so each week or month I've like got better at doing it, so you, the main reason why people get experience is to like build your confidence, and it's something you can teach yourself. Yeah, I think it is, I know this sounds really naff, but like, you know how they say that muscle memory and your brain's yeah. a muscle, like yeah. I think confidence is like a muscle, like yeah. you can build it, yeah, and I think, um, I remember my mum said that she, obviously my parents are therapists, my mum said to somebody, uh, so um, how do you know you're not very good at something? And yeah. they said, oh, I'm just, I'm really not very confident in whatever it was. And my mum yeah. said, but you're pretty confident that you're not confident. Yeah, so that, that means that you know what confidence is. Yeah. So it is, I think people tell themselves that they're not a confident person or they see other people as a certain type of confidence yeah, exactly. and don't realise like there's different types and yeah. it is just something that you sort of grow I hate doing presentations at uni oh, I hate oh, it I, hate I literally it. have out of body experiences yeah. when I do it like I'm looking down at myself and what's weird is like I'm actually quite good at presentations yeah, it's, it's yeah. so weird like I can't weird. control what I have the opposite I, I have the opposite of stage fright I basically can't stop talking <laughs> but yeah. it's the worst yeah, feeling it's horrible and then you walk out and you're like what just happened, what just happened? I just yeah spoke really fast but like, if you were to actually watch that back, you'd be like, "Oh, I'm actually quite good at it." Like, I'm how did? So, have you got any tips for presentations, at, especially for like students at uni? Um, I guess it is that age-old thing: the more you do it, the easier it gets. I mean, throwing yourself into situations like that is sometimes daunting. Like, admittedly, like there's probably like five percent of people actually like doing it. So, it, yeah, it my sister, weirdly enough, who she's not somebody that. Yeah. is like into performance or she probably wouldn't do like a face to camera yeah. thing or anything like yeah. that she was like I fucking used to love presentations that's at uni bizarre. I was like you're weird yeah, that's so bizarre. strange I guess it's that whole thing of being scared of looking like a dick or failing in front of people mm. but before you have a presentation obviously start small like going to events and going by yourself and actually having to network is that which is how we yeah, met how we, we met. both went alone to that's how you do she it. can she did event that's how you do it like i would love to go with friends but i purposely don't invite yeah. friends to networking events because it's good to push yourself so say you're at uni and you've got a final year presentation you're shitting yourself i would say prior to that point go and do some little things that are going to put you out of your comfort zone i mean it isn't not always going to be a big networking event but yeah i don't know it's obviously dependent on the person but like eat lunch on your own, yeah. things like that. Yeah, eat yeah. lunch on your own. What go to the cinema on your own. Go I've to done the that. Cinema on your own. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like going out without your phone and actually have to talk to people at a bar. Yeah. Stuff like that. Um, and it will it will help. I'm not going to say it's going to be an overnight thing, but um, and I for me it always always helps to have visuals. Like, yeah. If you have visuals, you can kind of like have a formula for the presentation. Yeah. Um, but then again, like the like on the flip side of that, sometimes having visuals stunt you a little bit because you're yeah. waiting for the slide and you're and there's that awkward thing yeah, and it's too predictable exactly. isn't it like a bit of ad lib's good and obviously what's going to come across is your actual passion for something again really just like the word passion yeah. but if you know your stuff about what you're talking about and you have passion you have empathy and you have a connection with it then you're going to be able to talk about it quite freely it's yeah. when like 
you know, some people in uni would do an FMP that they were like, oh, it's all right, like, uh, here's a good concept, but they didn't actually feel it. So that yeah. presentation is never really going to be any good. So it's, I mean, it's with everything you do in life, like, you have to have a connection to it. It's like, in an interview, if you don't really want the job, then they're yeah. not going to hire you because yeah. you have no emotion towards it or, like, you don't know anything about it. So it's the same with a presentation. Like, yeah, that's really good advice, actually. with the concept. Um and it's just imagine them naked. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know if that works. I don't know if I I've never even before. let that enter my mind because I'm <laughs> just so nervous when yeah. it happens. But inter- what's interesting what you said about like the passion thing. One of our last, so my last term of uni, we just got absolutely slammed with presentations. And you know, it's no, like first okay. year, half the people don't even turn up. The other half want to get a good grade. It was a yeah. nightmare. Anyway, we had this one group presentation which was on like homelessness in Bristol. And to be honest, none of us turned up to the lectures. It was a really dry module. I did all the research for it and I looked online and on the like Blackboard thing and I looked at all the modules. Still, I read every single lecture, still couldn't make any sense of it. So we just kind of, I was like, guys, let's just go really energetic, be really passionate. Let's all talk about stuff. And we got like a first really high mark. We got asked to speak at like a massive presentation and we all like stumbled out of the room, like pissed ourselves laughing. And I thought some, like for me, it was a good lesson because I'm a control freak and like to plan everything. Just to let go and just like go with it. And I think, yeah, passion definitely comes across more than just like... Yeah, exactly. Very organised. You get those real stale yeah, exactly. lecturers. Like, that... Yeah, massively. And like, always like before you go, and it's like, just like, it's just a chat. You're just having a chat with some new people. You're standing, I mean, you're standing up and you've got a yeah. screen behind you. Like, <laughs> yeah. Just take it as a chilled thing and just, you know, the day before, the night before, like proper nourish your body, you know, like yeah. don't eat shit. Um, have an early night, like try and get your anxiety levels down like as much as you can. So let's just touch on that with maybe like maybe we should I've just had a thought maybe we should aim this towards like students I think so have you obviously you've been a student I am a student at the moment do you want to talk about maybe like nerves anxiety partying diet wellness side of things I do think it's something that everybody learns gradually yeah it is and you've got to actually want to do it like you can be healthy and you can you know understand you know a salad's going to be good for you. I'm going yeah. to have a salad. But you've actually got to want to opt for the salad over the burger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, not so, I mean, I love a burger and a bottle of wine. That's yeah. not what I'm saying. But you need to get to a place where you are actually opting for choosing it. Because you want to. Yeah, yeah, choosing it because you actually know you're going to feel better as opposed to, oh my God, I've got to have a salad today. I really don't want to. If you, It's not going to work if you feel like that. And I think that comes into... Um, like for me going out like yeah. saying no to going out yeah. that was impossible for yeah. me when I was younger were you in like as in were you oh no because you were doing that sorry. <laughs> no. I was like were I'm you in, in halls and I was no, like no no absolutely not some people have asked me that I'm like I'm nearly 30 no, there's no fucking way I'm work. living with dirty students in halls no what I mean is when I was like much younger like a levels and when I studied beauty and stuff yeah. go not going out was not an option yeah. because the fear of missing out was so much greater it's than higher, the fact yeah. that I had work at 8 in the morning with a hangover and I would just do it hungover yeah. but I did it so many times maybe for like 6 years every weekend that it just got the it was insufferable going to work nice. and that's when you have that like choice of like yeah. you know what I'm not going to go out and then it gets easier it's just a habit so. isn't yeah, it yeah exactly but you know there's been so many stories and news pieces about how younger generations are actually staying in a bit more and not yeah. drinking as much 
I think, well, I mean... Which is a bit negative, I think. Yeah, exactly. So it's choosing to want to stay in. And, like, the fact is we all have a good night out, but I don't operate well on a hangover. Like, oh. I feel like shit. Like, it makes me feel... Like, I, the feeling of getting up and waking up and being hungover and having to go to work, I'd do anything not to feel that. So yeah. If I For me, it's, the like, the worst yeah, feeling in the horrible. world. Like, I'll do anything not to do that. So I'll be like, all right, I'll stay in tonight or... You know, keep it chilled. Like, just have a couple of drinks and go home. Yeah, that I just have to not go out because yeah, I can't but, do a couple yeah, of drinks. No, exactly. You get same people like, oh, come out, stay out. But no, it's it's all trial and error, and it's you yeah, know, you've got I to agree. And I do think it's one of those things. Unless you get that small minority of people from like the age of 17, they're really sensible and they can be yeah, really exactly. measured and they're always like that. I personally think they'll probably have like a nervous breakdown by the time yeah, they're 35. Well. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it is just one of those processes that you have to like what learn and cock up. Yeah. And I remember when actually the like, one of the worst hangovers I had was when I was modeling and it was now I cringe at how unprofessional I was I do think I had like the flu coming anyway so I shouldn't have gone out but I went out with my friend we got free drinks all night and I had like my first test shoot and I was definitely half fluey and ill but also like hanging and I remember waking up in the morning thinking like I need to tell them that I'm ill and I was like no I've watched America's Next Top Model and Tyra says that like she did the Victoria's Secret show with like five size two small shoes I was like so if I've got a bit of flu I can go (laughs) Uh, so I turned up and I vomited and the guy said to me like have you been on a night out and I was stupid and I admitted it and then I got called into the office and like bollocked for being hung over on a shoot they were like you've wasted everybody's time you can't use any of the pictures and I remember like trying to defend myself saying like oh I saw a few of them and they looked all right and they were like no you look like shit um, and that was like it was so embarrassing having that face to face conversation it's yeah, like, I was only 19 that. that I was just like I'm not doing that again it's yeah, just it's not like, worth it wasting have, everybody's time yeah. and it's nobody else's fault that you went out last night yeah, so exactly. you've got to have things like that to really show you that, that you can't act like that like, yeah maybe you have a maybe like you know get a job working in fashion you turn up and you're a bit hungover and you suddenly everyone calls a meeting you've got to present something you're like oh my god I can't do this you have a meltdown you start getting anxiety so yeah. if you can avoid anything like that then do just it just do it so should we talk about um, like the good the bad and the ugly in terms yeah. of internships I mean we need a few days for that yeah. no there is obviously there's with everything good there's bad things like there's yeah. bad experiences bad brands there's bad positions, but there's going to be good brands and good experiences. Um, so it really is dependent on the intern and the brand and how receptive they are of the position. Like, obviously, I promote promote paid only internships, but I did ones and they weren't paid, and it, it got me to places. So you know, I'm not saying go out and do an unpaid internship. I'm just saying if you were to get two weeks that weren't so you know that weren't yeah. paid, but it was just that one name to put on your CV. Then you know, go out and do you that. Have if to you do can it. avoid that, then great. Yeah. But sometimes you have to like work for free. You have to work for free. I mean, I get. I, I when I first launched Find Your Intern, um, to do a social media campaign, I can't remember what it was called. Oh, no pay, no way. Yeah, no pay, no way. So, um, obviously it was to boost, you know, the brand awareness before the launch. So, the way I did that, I would get interns to share their intern stories. Yeah. Like, Alex or good of unpaid internships. Um, and the way it would circulate sort of engagement is they would put their story on their story on Instagram and tag me and it's like a chain reaction but anyway yeah the amount like I was so shocked with the amount of stories that I would get tricking through over the past 
think I ran it for like three days or something, I can't really remember. Yeah, but the amount of stories that have come through, um, of yeah, like, I mean, what was one story? I think it was Fashion Week, and I don't think it was a long internship position, but they were asked to work like overnight or something, mm. and they were like, well, not really, and they were like, well, there's a, I think it was like a mattress on the floor or <gasps> something, or some sort of some bed or what. They do that though for Fashion Week, there. they yeah. just, they get loads of people working for free yeah, for Fashion Week exactly. and it's just the worst I've done it like you all have to do it and I yeah. remember I was on my knees under a table doing nails for about three and a half hours oh, yeah. and they were like okay you can get up now and I couldn't stand up because my legs, legs had gone dead exactly. yeah I mean there's so so many stories um that I had um coming through but yeah it's just about not exposing it in a way but just making people aware of it but you know in an ideal world they'd all be paid but until it's, just it's not made, realistic, like, though, a is serious, it? illegal, like, you know, thing that they have to be paid. I think in France it's illegal now. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, until that happens, there's no chance, really. What about good experiences? Good what good experiences. experiences have you had? So, um, and I will always say to anyone, no matter what, whether it's paid or unpaid, or the whole thing about work experiences, contacts. Like, yeah. That is a really, really, that's a necessity, really. I mean, apart from the fact that it builds your skills, expertise and confidence, like having experience is amazing. But what's really helped me, and I still talk to people or called upon help from the people that I had on my, that I met on my internships, um, you know, for advice or for contacts or for whatever. So like the main thing with experience is getting really good contacts. Um, Having that as a sort of, you know, when you go into industry for permanent roles, having those contacts, like it could be for anything like, hey, do you know a contact for this press company? I'm kind of looking for the help. Or just asking advice, really. When I was building the brand, I would, you know, get in touch with the creative director at Mary Claire Runway, and I'd be like, would you come onto my blog and talk about being a creative director at Mary Claire Runway? Just yeah, like yeah. Little things like this. Calling upon people that you know is the main thing. Um, and good experiences. I mean, a great experience was um, prior to Marie Claire Runway, I'd obviously gone, I'd gone to Cosmo, which was, for me, I was like, when I got Cosmo, I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Yeah. Um, I actually then did a dissertation that sort of slated them, but that was... Um, <laughs> did you yeah. get a good grade in your dissertation? Yeah, I got a first. <laughs> there you <laughs> yeah, go. It was a really good one. If I say so, my They love it when you're critical, so... <laughs> yeah, I mean, there was penis diagrams. So, yeah, no, that was really good. I got that. I remember, like, being buzzing about it. And then, obviously, that paved the way for, you know... All the other bits, yeah. And then I got um, the Marie Claire one-roll job. It was actually a junior role. It was a junior picture assistant for Marie Claire one-way. What does that mean? So... Because I see all these jobs, and I'm like, what do do you do? Like, what would you actually do? It's true. I'm not 100% sure. But, um, so, Marie Claire runway, do you know, like, L Collections? Yeah. So, it only comes out, like, two times a year for, like, spring, summer, autumn, winter. Um, I've actually got a copy up there. Um, So, Marie Claire runway was, um, obviously, a sister magazine to Marie Claire, and it came out, like, every fashion season. Um, So, a lot of it was reporting on the show. So, a picture assistant would be, I mean, go testing my memory now, but it would be um, getting all the imagery for the catwalks, like getting all the, organising all the sort of shows into like the designers and brands, basically yeah. just like a picture assistant. Oh, dreamy. Um, <laughs> Sounds like such a good job. I know. I think maybe it was a design assistant, picture slash design assistant. So obviously yeah. they knew I had graphic design um, skills and then they were like, do you want to do a layout for the magazine I was like well, yeah, first thing and it was front of book which is like the first few pages which yeah. was like a big deal and I was like 
shit myself a little bit because I was like, fuck, so many things. Like, so I think the I think the story was um, super coats. It's when all the big fur coats were in them. Like, yeah. oh, we want you to do a story like a, a designer page, like showcasing these coats. So anyway, a few things didn't work. I was, remember getting really stressed. And I just the idea just came to me, and the spread worked out amazingly. And I'm like, I still love it now. And to have that in the front of book on the masthead was such a good thing for my mm. portfolio and going to internships and taking the magazine. So that was a really great. So thing. in moments of like stress, where you're like Creative you've blog. been, well, where you've been like landed quite a bit of responsibility, yeah. but at the same time you've got like passion for fashion, yeah. the worst oh, fucking phrase ever. ever. But you've got that like passion for it. Yeah. How did you draw, did you just sort of like go back to like, okay, I love fashion, like just keep a clear head, like focus, yeah. and then it came to you? Was it just like about con- managing the stress or was it? I knew I could do it. Like yeah. you just got to know you can do it. Like you have been employed for a reason. Like they've seen your work, they've seen your portfolio, like they know what you're made of. Like they haven't just got you into for this space, they've got you because, well, I suppose it's easier when it's graphic design because they've seen actual proof you yeah. can design and you will be a good fit for the brand or magazine. Um, so in times like that, you just have to take a step back and be like, they've hired me for a reason. I know I can do this. Like, it's the same thing with the presentation. If you're psyching it up, like, fuck, I'm designing for L. Shit, my God, what are we yeah. going to do? I'm designing a catwalk show for, like, I don't know, Fendi. Pressure's good amount. Like, just think, like, with the present, like, going back to the present, it's yeah. just a chat. Just be like, I'm just designing a portfolio page. It's fine. Yeah. Just take a step back um, and go and do something that's going to build your confidence. I don't know, like look back for your portfolio or look back something that you've done that you've liked yeah yeah exactly so it's just about bringing yourself back down i know it's easier said than done if you're having a panic and you can't like literal blind panic, yeah you can't see you're in an office where people are like super fashionable. <laughs> who know what they're scary. doing yeah um and they know like they are humans like they do know you're at intern level or entry level you're gonna have these you know Wobbles. Wobbles. Exactly. <laughs> they do come. But like I said, you've just got to go back to the fact that you, they've hired you for a reason. And you really like what you're doing. And, you really and like again, it. like, there's... You're not going to be... I doubt there's many people that have been in an internship that they don't want to be in. No, and exactly. don't, Or in an industry that they don't want to be in. Yeah. It must be a lot harder to calm down if you don't care yeah, about exactly. it. Yeah, exactly. And it's that thing where if you... Say you're in fashion, there's so many different like sectors um, and areas of fashion. You've got marketing, branding, you know merchandising, buying, design, textiles, print, whatever, like say you think you want to do print and that's great, you go for some internships and it you really have no love or affiliation for it and you're there and you're like, oh, this isn't floating my boat, mm. then that is just as important as a really good position. Yeah, definitely. So it is genuinely post- like process of elimination. Yeah. So if you get a wobble and you're like, oh, I don't really know if this is for me, that's okay, try something new. But there might, might also be, so yeah, like you said, with the print thing, don't want to do print, but then 10 years later, one tiny, minute little detail that you learn, even if you didn't enjoy it, it might come print. up, so Massively. all experiences, good experience. What do you think, skills aside, and like the industry that you're working, what do you th- what are like the three most important things for like an intern, do you an think? Intern. Okay. So like, not how good you are at graphic design or um, just like basic fine, okay. first impression things so I think and obviously being a graphic designer it's having a personal brand and I don't just mean having a nice logo it's kind of like I mean a personal brand is how you are in an interview what you wear what you look like your style um, that sort of thing and it's about 
not being like quirky or individual but having a strong like identity and mm-hmm. like kind of knowing who you are and what your thing is that's amazing like for me like I wear a lot of pink, pink or I wear yeah. a lot of colour like that's my thing and if that translates onto your CV your cover letter the language that you use in your CV that sort of thing so having a personal brand is really important yeah I agree um but yeah like I said that doesn't just trickle to visuals that's like you as a person and what you believe yeah. in your values you know um whether you're into like the wellness side or whether you'll go you know there's it's so much that rounds you up as a personal brand um the confidence thing is obviously a plus but like I said it's something that you can always learn and build on but being sure and being confident in yourself is always going to come across in interviews um do you shake hands when you meet people Oh, that's a good question. Like, is fashion, like, one of those yeah. ones where they shake hands? I mean, I always shake people's hands, but maybe that's yeah. because I'm at a professional level now. But, yeah, you should actually just do it as a rule of thumb. Like, sometimes I caught myself and I go to hug someone, I'm like, oh, my God, <gasps> Yeah, that. yeah. But some people are really receptive of that, and it, it really doesn't matter. You've just got to know the brand, and you've got to know, you know, if you were going to, like, Chanel or, like, Fendi or something, yeah. you kind of know how you should be acting. Yeah. Or you kind of, they're going to be interested. And if you don't, research. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And then, you know, that versus like a little print design studio in Bristol. Do you know what I mean? You can... I think it's about being adaptive as well, but being genuine. Like, don't just wear Chanel because you're You're going going to to Chanel. Chanel Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And then thirdly, it's that whole passion thing. You've got to want it. Like, if you love the brand, if you love their values, if you love the fact that they're, you know, a sustainable brand, they're eco-friendly and all of this sort of stuff, if that's a bit of you that's gonna massively show mm. um so yeah it is the passion and like empathy and a genuine connection for the brand for the role for that person even and you could it could be a creative director that you love that you followed on instagram for ages and you're like oh my god i've literally followed you for years um and show them it's the same it's with, knowledge isn't yeah, it? it's knowledge. actually did i see something that you posted the other day about getting to know the brand yeah and not just like yeah yeah so not just like oh you love asos but like actually know who works for asos because that's the thing that's really important yeah it's being prevalent in their eye line basically like say you like asos great don't just follow asos it's a huge brand like say you want to go into marketing for like try and find out who like um the marketing manager is the social media person like all these different strands of people follow the interns because um and then, like, interact genuinely. The, sorry, but the, sorry? that's what I put in the post. Like, you know, comment on their things. Like, oh, my God, this shoot looks amazing. This is so my style. Or I'd love to work with you guys. Obviously, don't be cringe about it. Yeah. <laughs> but we've all got these stalker skills. Like, yeah. I know everyone has them. So when you do send a CV or when you do meet they might in a bar you. or something like that, you're kind of on their periphery. So it's just about doing those extra... extra do steps. you think that being... Like, you're clearly quite savvy... Mm. I feel like I'm quite similar. Okay. I don't know yeah, what your background is. I think like just coming from a family that didn't have like tons of money yeah. has made me just like and my sister just have to be savvy. Yeah, like exactly. we haven't had it handed to us, so you've had to just work stuff out. Do you think is that part like do you think it's just part of you or have you learnt it or what do you savvy. I personally think it is like I think some people are definitely born more savvy than yeah. others and you can teach it. Yeah, savvy in like the business sense of trying to like do my own thing and Ooh. the coasters they're so impractical <laughs> <That's all right. laughs> um they need some weights on um savvy as in like business minded or like getting shit done and like trying to like make up your i don't know just those little ideas like 
following the person behind do you know what I mean it, I think that comes from like a real interest though as well doesn't yeah, exactly. it and, be, and wanting to like get behind it all exactly um, and those sort of, sorts of things it's I've learned along the way like, okay it's constantly this whole process of starting a business starting a brand and going into the career that you love is all about just feeding your knowledge base yeah like, podcasts going to events signing up to mailing lists of brands that you love so you know information or you know things like refinery 29 and yeah business of fashion so you're feeding your knowledge base like you know who knows where that information has come from like yeah. it's all about just feeding 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 yeah and obviously doing it for a few years i sort of know picked it up as you've gone yeah, along so what would you say so like my boyfriend's studying graphic design yeah. and i don't know if it's different for design um or whether he just disagrees with me. But do you think it's important to be picky about your internships? Like, he's been told that he should really only go for, like, internships that he likes the work of the agency. Yeah, I mean, of course, and that goes back to our point of having a natural affiliation or attraction yeah. to it, because that will come across. Um, but for me, like, the, it, it, I mean, this is probably quite contradictive, but the whole process of elimination thing you don't know who you're going to meet at an internship yeah and you don't know what might take you fancy like graphic design and say for example creative direction are so closely linked he might have never thought about creative direction yeah he might have met someone at a creative direction or an agency that might be like oh actually i'm going to try that so it's all about broadening your horizons and i think getting really specific can come when you when you choose the permanent role yeah, to go when into. you've had the experience this, you're never going to get this like brute like this um exploration period again like yeah it's good to put your finger in a few pies and yeah then, uh internship doesn't have to be the three months thing you can do two weeks work experience here and there yeah different brands like with graphic design obviously you've got a whole range of different sectors so you've got agencies you've got in-house you've got freelance yeah so you know it's the same with fashion if you like textiles you like fashion go and do a textiles one and a pattern cutting work yeah or go to a studio or go to a big design house like it's good to be selected because like i said that natural thing will come through but we're never going to be in this trial period yeah so you may as well try out loads of things before you have to get a paid role yeah so if it's like finishing uni, your parents are like, come on, get a move on. You've got like two weeks yeah. to like find something. Would you say just go with anything? As I an, personally think... No, not as a job, as like an internship. Yeah, yeah I, I think mean, so. It, it obviously, it depends on whether you need the paid internship or you don't like. Yeah. Some people are lucky enough to be able to live, go back and live with parents and do the unpaid internships. Um, some people, you know can't do that some yeah. people can't afford to do that and that was the driving force for me I was like, just gonna say that usually like I you know I'm quite an independent person I didn't really have the choice to go back home yeah so I've had to just make it like make yeah. it work and I think I come from quite a working class background family like my mum was very working class my dad was probably a bit more middle class so I'm the mix of both so like for me I didn't think it was fair that you know you get two people walk into an interview same skills same portfolio and they love them both but the only one that can do that internship is, you know, the one that parent, you know, can the live at home. Support them. Yeah. Whereas, you know, if the girl who would be even better for the role, what if her mum was a single mum? Yeah. And she couldn't afford to do that. That I just don't think that's kind of not fair. And and that's such a, waste a massive. Well. I think that's like the. There's a lot more light on it now, but that is like the biggest thing with yeah. fashion, and that's why fashion has got such a bad name. I think because it is that's that real divide and yeah. like you literally have to work for nothing yeah. um 
to make it to the top which yeah. isn't fair and obviously it is that whole that's why so many people in fashion are like super connected and rich yeah, and exactly. wealthy because they've been able to hang out at home yeah, exactly. and not pay rent or have to feed themselves yeah. and like and go and work at Chanel for like yeah, a year exactly. or whatever and naturally on their high horse a little bit yeah it's kind of like a, oh my god <laughs> this is why I've started just like it's a hot on, day guys you can put it on the table yeah. any water um and that's the thing, isn't it? It's that whole, like, Devil Wears Prada thing, which yeah. is so cringe, but it, it does make sense. Like, the people with the more money, they you know, they're going to look, look good and dress good. And as an intern, if you don't have much money, you're working, walking into a fashion sort of space, and you're like, oh, my God, I'm not, I don't look the same, or, yeah. you know, I don't look the part or whatever. It's quite scary. It's yeah. Daunting. But I do think true style, it doesn't, don't cost a thing. No, I completely agree. So, what have you got planned for the future? For the future, obviously, question. you're very, very early, new yeah, brand, so and it's going well. I want to say I think it's a really good idea. I wish it had been around when I was like looking for internships because yeah, I didn't even know where to start. Yeah, exactly. especially if you don't live in London. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the aim is I would love a platform where it's got internships from all over the UK, if not further, but a majority of them are London-based. So it's for the people that you know are in Manchester or Liverpool or Wales or even Cornwall they're like we really want to come to London and do an internship but I can't afford it so I mean that is half of the platform and then the other half of the platform is the CV help the CV yeah. design services the shop that has the digital products on there to help people so if they can't get the internship they can still come to the platform and seek I'm guidance prepared. from me. that's such a good idea as well so with the CV checking and stuff yeah, like yeah. that, how do you go about it? So on the site you've got, so there's three sort of, well four, so you've got the blog which is advice, you've got the uh, paid only fashion internships, um, I've got a, uh, a review service, so within that um, it's a cover letter review, it's a CV review, it's a personal brand review and portfolio review and they're all four different services. Mm. So what the normal process is, um, They'd go to the shop, they'd pay for it, um, and then they'd send me their current CV or portfolio or whatever it is. I'd review it and send back a document on how best to review uh, How long does that it. take you to do? It's not that long. I've streamlined the process, but I am looking at new ways of doing it. Like, there's been loads of different ideas that how are they going to get the information the best. Yeah. Um, and a lot of them said written down. Yeah. I've changed this, but it's hard to explain the design element that they need to change by writing it. Yeah. So there's certain things that I need to do, but... I've done quite a few of them now, the feedback's been amazing, but you know, I've just reached my sixth month post of launching, so you know, now we start reviewing and like looking at reviews and feedback and stuff, so that's the review, and then um, the FYI shop is just digital products, so you've got um, PDF guides, which is like how to build your CV, but obviously being a graphic designer, I've done it quite fun, yeah. manageable in different sections, really informative, I've got one on how to professional portfolio, and all the products are informative, but like not young, just manageable information, like yeah, and interesting, like they're exciting, like so. There's a you use like young, not young yeah. as in like immature, but like the language is just yeah. a bit more like easier to understand. Exactly. I think so. There's a mini workshop that I've designed called "What the F to Put in a Cover Letter." So yeah, that in itself is like people are like, "What the fuck do I put in a cover letter?" Yeah. So within that, I don't even know now. Yeah, like, it's like oh, it's it fills me with dread the whole intern thing. It's a mindful. So these, I do actually want to create a new mini workshop. But for example, the cover letters. So you've got four products in the mini workshop. Um, 
So you've got, um, I've made something called the seven step formula for the cover letters. So seven steps kind of like the seven paragraphs or the seven points um, yeah. of what you need to write in each thing. The second thing is um, I've got a template where they input all the different information, but obviously I, I drill in that it has to be personal to the brand and all yeah. that sort of thing. And then I've got a cover letter visual in there and oh, there's a video of me that I added just talking them through it. So it's kind of a whole rounded thing, so it's just something new. And then it's the CV templates as well, so you know, if someone wants to apply for an internship but they're like, oh shit, I need to jazz up my CV really quickly, yeah. they just go to the shop, buy it, and then they can apply. Cool. And how important do you think it is, like, having a good looking CV? Really? This is something that, like, I'm yeah. nervous it's, about and I've had to, like, get with the times a bit. Yeah, it is really, really important. That's not to say a CV has to be this amazing designed like innovative sort of thinking outside the box thing it goes back to the personal brand thing like mm. I've seen CVs and they're just a page it's like a pale I don't know off-white color and it's really simple text and it was so clear and concise and it gave me all the information I needed to see but it was amazing like it just spoke for itself it, it was what it was mm. like having a good personal brand doesn't mean like colors and prints and fonts and like it's just being confident in what you're submitting and yeah. concise information. And having like another person look at it is 100%. so helpful, isn't it? Yeah. Because you just miss you stuff when you're looking things. at it. Yeah. Like, you don't see things like, ironically, I was doing my CV the other day for a freelance job and I think I'd done my CV maybe a year before that, whatever. And I looked at it, I was like, oh my God, like, <laughs> why did I write that? Or yeah. things like that. So it's the second pair of eyes also because you like, what's the saying can't see the wood for the trees yeah not even look at it so at long. the same time yeah but yeah fresh pair of eyes always but like i said that goes back to my cv review like not a lot of people have maybe parents or siblings that have been yeah. to uni or no so like if they don't have that which is something i wanted to support them with and you know if there's an internship that you need to want need to apply for on that day obviously at uni there's careers advisors and careers department but you know, I remember being at uni and being like, can I book in for you to see my CV? And they wouldn't reply or it would take a yeah. week or it would take a few days. But with me, it's instant. So it's that, you know. And I also think it's like the knowledge of the industry. Like, are you yeah. going to get somebody at uni? Like, instantly, when I think of careers advice, I think of like, grey-haired, old lady. Yeah. Doesn't, she, she'd look at like a colourful, like nicely designed CV and say that it's inappropriate yeah, and unprofessional sure. and not, exactly. and have that disconnect and not know that it's actually you need yeah. that. So. Yeah, exactly. And I think I play quite, I'm kind of in the middle of, I've been in industry and I'm, I'm on the side of industry because I speak to lots of industry people, but I'm also on the side of the interns and the community. So I'm that sort of middle, middle that man. middle ground yeah. um, of being young, but I, I know how to be professional. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Bridging the gap. Bridging, yeah. Bridging the gap. That was actually like the little fucking hashtag we did for our homeless thing. Come to think of it, That's I've just remembered. And we used the uh, suspension bridge as the logo. Oh my god, it was so last minute. It's really cringy. Um, so really quickly, should we just talk about balancing what you actually want to do, which is FYI? And also, did yeah. you the name FYI? Yeah. Did you come up with FYI first and then make Find Your Intern? Or did no. you do Find Your Intern and then afterwards realise, oh my God, it's FYI, because it's so fucking clever. I know, it's so good. And I actually can't take all the credit for it. It's fine. It like Her wasn't invented by me. My boyfriend yeah. did it. <laughs> I, and I love the branding and name. And I think me and my sister were just brainstorming in the car. Mm. And I think she put it forward. And then I was like, Find Your Intern. And then 
it just and then you realize that it was fyi yeah. so good it just went that way well i did my boyfriend had to do like a social movement campaign for his graphic design thing and he's not very good at coming up with names so i came up for, with one for him and then a few days later i can't even remember what the first name i had for the podcast was but then when he came up with like her yeah. i was like oh my god that's it that's it yeah. so we just swapped one so i don't think there's anything wrong no, with that and I. like sometimes it needs an outsider because we're so heavily invested in it and so it and is. you're like on you a loop with see. just the same words exactly. and then they they say something exactly. and, and you think about brand startup they go to branding agencies to do their branding or whatever it is like and it's, it's the same with me like i'm a graphic designer but i need to redo my logos and i've done so many variants of a logo and i was like I'm, I've lost it now because yeah. I'm so invested in it. I was like, I'm actually going to get someone else to do it. So yeah. I need a fresh perspective. So just talking about the fact that you're a graphic designer and having like what you want to do, which is obviously the FYI, yeah. how do you balance it? with like paid work yeah. and then obviously like building your business it's like something that is just constantly coming up when I speak to people for the podcast yeah. is the like the fucking bread and butter money yeah. and then which for me is the spa and yeah. then like what you actually want to yeah, do exactly it's really hard project. yeah it is really hard I mean because I relocated from London to Bath in London um I was with recruitment agencies so they would give me my work yeah. So I was, I think, I got super lucky and it's a lot easier there because of my fashion background and all the fashion officers there, but I was with UGG for maybe four months when I was building FYA and I did three days for them oh, and perfect. I did two days a week on FYI. That's That was absolutely perfect. But moving back to, well, moving to Bath, it's a bit harder than that. Yeah. So when I first moved here, I still carried a lot of my clients over from London and worked remotely for them. And did FYM, FYI was bringing in some money and bringing in like a good sort of income, mm. not enough to live on yet, to be completely transparent. Um, so I was like, oh, what can I do? And freelance work here is great, but what people forget with freelance graphic design is that you spend so much time um, doing estimations, quotes, proposals, timelines for a client that say they want a website. And you're like, cool, all right, go and meet them. And then you'll draw up a contract. I'm so strict now, but it all, it's all like learn along the way. But um, you know, you spend maybe two hours doing a whole proposal, waiting for a quote, and you'll send it off. They're super keen. They agreed on the quote. They're like, yeah, let's get the ball rolling. And then they don't reply. Obviously, yeah. you can text, you can call, you can be like, have you had a thought of the quote? And then it just falls on deaf ears. So I was like, right, that's just stressing me out now. I was like, cool, I'll go get a bar job. Um, means I could work in the evening, go to London still, still work enough on the day, and I just got completely burnt out because yeah. I would I said right it's fine I'll just take a Thursday day and night off and just not do any work, but it didn't work like that. So I was working from you know still getting up and going to the gym like first thing at like six a.m. and then working on FYI nine to five, and then going to work in the bar in the evening, yeah. and then working the whole way through like doing a nine to five plus working part time in the bar. And then I'd do a double on a Saturday. And then Sunday, I, it was my only day off. I was yeah. like, this is fucking shit now. <laughs> um, it was good and it, it, it served as purpose. And I do like that kind of work. But I got to the point where I couldn't do it anymore because I was just so... And people Knackered. that work in a bar, they wake up at 10, 11. Yeah, later sometimes. Exactly. Yeah. And I was still getting up at 6. I still had the 9 to 5 body clock. Yeah. And then getting home and not being able to sleep till 3. So it yeah. was just a bit brutal. So now... Um, I come back off holiday and there's a few freelancing gigs I'm picking up so it's all fine but yeah it's not easy it's yeah. really not easy I think a lot of people think that 
when you work for yourself or you have your own project, you're doing less, yeah. but it's like a thousand times more. Thousand times and especially if it's power. creative as well. Like I, obviously at uni, it's well, it's not fine because you have assignments to do and then you have your part-time job and then I have like podcast on the side, yeah, which yeah. is like, that's when it's peak stress. Yeah. At the moment, it's not so bad because of work. But then even mustering up the energy to like, like you said, get up early and then like, it's really hard to be organized with like being creative. Yeah, it's not exactly. just something that's like, oh, I'm gonna be creative now and I'm gonna get an idea. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's it comes to you, you have to be in the right mood, which is usually very late at night when you've mm -hmm. got to get up early the next yeah, day. Exactly. It's really hard, I think. And it's the brain power, you don't switch off mentally. No, you don't because it's your thing yeah. as well. So you're like, oh, I'm gonna do this. My yeah. boyfriend has like tells me off all the time because I'm on my phone or I'm writing things down. Like Instagram as well. Yeah. Like you can have a day off, but you're still on Instagram. Yeah. Posting and that's still taking brain power. And it's also that whole thing of like and I hate it because I don't want to be on Instagram all the time. As much as I love it, I don't actually want to spend fucking loads of time mm. on it. I like to post, get off, log out, whatever. But actually be. you have to be. It's the only way that people see your it's stuff. It's so way. frustrating. The fucking algorithm. I know, you just but have like, to. as a rule of thumb for any brand building and any following, blah, 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 you have to at least spend half an hour a day engaging yeah. with people on Instagram. Like, you know, when you post a photo, interact with your audience for 15 minutes. Yeah. and make yourself do it I, would, I remember I used to like the structure of my day would be like you know from 9 to 10 it'd be like admin emails bits and bobs 10 I'd post on Instagram and then I'd spend half an hour interacting yeah. do myself have lunch and it was like that for so long but now I've dropped it again like I need to pick it back again because I went on holiday and did yeah. and all that sort of stuff <laughs> um, but now I'm getting back on it and I'm making myself do more of it but yeah you can't do it. You can't. Do you almost have to be like businessy about the way that you do it, I think, yeah. and just not get sucked into it, which yeah. I don't anyway. But yeah, I have to do the same thing. Like a lot of people are really against waking up in the morning and going straight on it. That's actually exactly what I do, yeah. and then I switch off and yeah. get go about my day. Yeah, I don't think I like there's anything wrong with that. No. So I ask everybody. Obviously, like the podcast is about women doing cool things, yeah. um, and I ask everybody like what they think beauty means yeah. and what they think health means yeah. and then when do you feel most beautiful and when do you feel most healthy? Because yeah. it's different for everyone. Like I think if you've struggled physically, yeah. you'll say that you feel most healthy when like your body's feeling okay or yeah. like if you've had like mental health yeah. stuff you'll probably feel like yeah. you're healthiest when your mind's all right so when do you feel most. what does no what does health mean to you first of all so i think health means um mentally healthy okay physically healthy like in equal measures because yeah. it's like a two-way thing isn't it yeah. it's like a circle um so but going back to you can we can all be told to go to the gym and be healthy but you've actually got to want to do it you actually yeah. have to choose that lifestyle and not just do it like it's a chore yeah um so that that means health that's what health means to me and actually choosing choosing to be, to be healthy, healthy yeah. and not doing it just because you feel like you should yeah i agree um but yeah mind in body in equal measures for cool. sure and what do you when do you feel most beautiful so for me, like, I... And you are totally allowed to say, like, when you're tarted up with makeup and yeah. dress. Because sometimes I feel like people think that I'm asking for, like, a really deep and no. meaningful thing. No. And I get it. Sometimes you feel most beautiful when you're, like, walking along the beach with yeah. the wind in your hair. But yeah. sometimes it's, like, when you've got your makeup yeah. done and you feel really good. Yeah, so I think for me it's a two-way thing. So because I work from home and I freelance a lot, I don't actually really wear makeup that much. Mm. Like, when I was working, I'm a girl that likes makeup, that's evident. Like, but... 
because I work from home, like, I'll probably wear makeup one day a week. Yeah. But that's literally, and like, I like to let my skin breathe. Um, and I don't really have a problem with not wearing makeup. Like, yeah. I'll go on stories with no makeup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll Same. wear glasses and wear trackies. Like, I'm cool with that. Um, and that's kind of normal life now. And then when I put makeup on, I'm like, oh, because like, you're not yeah. used to it. And you're like, you're like oh, oh, I, I look, look really like good. That. Yeah. Exactly. So I have a two way thing. Like, um, I feel obviously with the town, it's always better. Oh, yeah. I 100% agree with you then. Yeah. yeah. Um, so for me, like, I am completely chilled to wear no makeup, glasses, hair in a bun, and wear my tracksuit to the pub and be completely confident. Like, yeah. I'm fine with doing that. Not a lot of my friends are like, you know, even getting out or getting ready before holiday, like, I just want to get up and out. Yeah. Like, I hate faffing. I hate, like, you know... What star sign are you? Leo. Oh, okay. I hate, like, how it sends some people, like, oh, I've got to look good and always taking photos, like, can't cope. Yeah. But then <laughs> I love, like, so, just been at a wedding and, like, my, my top thing is, like, 60s glam. Like, that is just my style. So, yeah. when I'm feeling good and I've got that style going on, I'm like, yeah. That's nice that you've actually got, like, a little thing that it's you... Like my, I just, oh, my God. Mine is... Better. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head. It's a tan for me. Yeah, tan. And like, you don't have to wear makeup when you have a tan. It evens your skin out, cellulite, everything. Yeah, Yeah. tan for me is the one. Yeah. Um, Cool. I think that's everything. Yeah. I feel like we've got like a a lot. In under an hour, because there's loads of people I know, because my analysis on iTunes tells me people have no attention whatsoever, no attention spans. I've actually considered maybe doing like podcasts but with video as well so people can see like a little chat show. That is good. I do like a 20 minute podcast. Yeah. 20 minutes to an hour max. Yeah. I like, I think, but I also, uh, there's part of me which is like, I want people to grow their attention span. Yeah, so you're going to listen for yeah. more than half an hour. I agree. So is there like an overriding message you want to send out or um, like where can people find you? Good question. So in your flat, working from home, or in the pub, (laughs) in the pub, the gym, or my flat. In equal measures, like I am typical. Oh my god, I really hate this saying as well. Work hard, play hard. Like yeah. So Monday to Friday, like I'm really quite good. Like I'll eat really well. Um, I try not to drink in the week, but you know, things do occur. Um, I'll go to the gym like three, four times a week. Like that's my target. If I do anything less than three, like I feel like a piece of shit. Yeah. Um. So it's like the five-two sort of diet. Yeah. I don't. It's subconscious. Like I genuinely love to cook healthy food. Like I cook everything from scratch. Like yeah. it's like my thing. And working from home as well, I have the ability to make all my own food for the whole week. Yeah, that's so nice. Because um, when I'm out, there's like, I'm like, oh my God, fine, I'll just get a piece of cake or whatever. So yeah. I do do that. But then at the weekends, like, I do like to have fun. I do yeah. like to have a burger and a bottle of wine. Yeah, same. And that's what you've got to do in life and see my friends and just... Let loose. Let loose. Yeah. But then for me as well, it's not just going out and having a party. Like, I think we're so lucky living in Bath as well, like picnic or go for a walk along the canal. And there's yeah. Like, you know, so is that healthy balance? Yeah, moderation. Um, moderation, but, you know, that's nothing new. Um, <laughs> this is the thing, though, like, when I do all these podcasts, like, I think people are expecting to hear, like, amazing wisdom, but actually the most boring advice is, like, the truest and yeah, the best. Like, drink loads of water. Yeah. Like, do a bit of exercise. Day. Yeah, <laughs> see your friends. Yeah. Like, be honest. Yeah, it's, like, exactly. it's boring, but it works. It's boring. Um, what was the question? <laughs> Where can we find you? Where can we find I meant, like... Instagram, that yeah. so people can find you. Um, so um, Instagram f- at Find Your Intern, super simple. Um, the platform is obviously findyourintern.com. That's it, really. I mean, yeah. I've got some like, other live handles, but I don't function like it's really bad. But, um, <laughs> Instagram, 
find your intern and then platformfinding.com. Cool. And what can we expect from you in the near distant future? Well, like to go back to basics at the moment, like business is going well. I'm, I'm actually trying to find a house to live in. So that's my priority yeah. right now. But to go forward in the future, um, I'm going into events and workshops a lot because although the brand is digital and that's what I love, like through social and through the website, I actually also love the physical actual events. So, yeah. Um, I'm actually at Condé Nast College on Friday doing tutorials wow. fashion students. That's so cool. Um, I had a workshop a week or a week before at Eric Festival, the Creative Arts Festival. So we did like a CV confidence thing. It was called the Big Fashion Brainstorm, FYI. So, and then I've been asked to talk at another uni. So there's all these little things, like yeah. the physical events and equal measures with the, you know, the cool blog posts and the interviews and all that sort of business. Yeah. So you've gone from somebody that's got nervous about presentations from basically yeah. wanting to do more of them. Yeah, so that's the lesson in that itself. That is the lesson. And I always say that, like, I had to stand up and do a talk the other day and I was like, if I can do it, like, you definitely can. And I hate is that, yeah. that cringe thing, but it really is. The more you do, the better it gets. And yeah. I know with a business, you've got to do those sorts of things. So it's yeah. like a single swim. And if you, <laughs> actually, yeah. if you if you don't push yourself, it's like I don't know. Have you heard of Renee Brown? Yeah. So she's got on Netflix the Call to Courage. Yeah. Which I would recommend everybody to watch. Have you it? listened to the podcast with yeah. Russell Brand oh, with no. her? No. Okay. You need to listen to it. Oh, yeah. Right, that's perfect for me. Because they're talking about that on Netflix. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's so good when you want to be doing work, but you can't be bothered to put, put it on. And obviously she does the TED talks and stuff. But anyway, it's that whole thing of. Um, you can't have courage without having the fear first sort of thing. Yeah. So without having the fear, it wouldn't push me. Like, I needed to feel that in order to be like, right, I need to fight through it to get over it and to, like, be happy about doing it. Yeah. So you've got this that whole thing, do one thing that scares you every day. Yeah. I like that. There's also, I have I keep seeing on my Pinterest, like, the same quote come over. Oh, and it's the, um, it's something like the only way is through it or something yeah. like that which is so good there's no avoiding it you right, just have to no do it go it. for just it head first straight in there it's the same with going back to the building your confidence thing like just go and sit sit and have lunch by yourself or yeah whatever that may be or yeah. doing something like even like doing you know i, I go to the gym but i do classes like to, so it pushes i me. think that's so good to do yeah like gym really class is so me. simple it really is it pushes you and it's really intense and like I know people that don't go to them because they're nervous about going to a yeah. class, but if you're feeling just go to the class, and yeah. it's actually always fine, and there's people in there, all different shapes and sizes, even the fittest people are out of breath, and yeah. they can't do a lot of things, but like it's all within reason, they're obviously going to be using heavier weights, and yeah, yeah, yeah. but they're still struggling, yeah. so it's all about just pushing yourself, go and do that gym class, or bits like that, if you're yeah. scared of doing it, totally do it. agree, that's a good finishing note thank you for your time thanks for having me and, and thanks for home. listening <laughs> yeah you're welcome um thanks for listening guys as ever very appreciative of it um hope you enjoyed this episode and if there's any students out there hope this has given you a bit of a confidence boost and a, a little stroke uh, but at the same time like you know, you know like yeah. a, do you want a stroke a yeah a little pat but at the same time yeah. like some harsh words to like you yeah. know just get on with Good it one. yeah cool Thank you. Thanks, Bye.